KYW News Radio Original Podcasts. This is KYW News Radio in depth. I'm Matt Leon. Feels like we are constantly hearing stories these days about major cyber attacks, ransomware, hitting more and more companies and important public and government services. At times, it almost feels overwhelming. How concerned should we be? How alarmed should we be overall? How much worse could it get? What's being done and what can be done to address this? These are all important questions. And to get some important answers, we reached out to Dr. Pablo Molina. He is the Chief Information Security Officer for Drexel University. And we talk all things cybersecurity. Really interesting conversation. Check it out. So to start, are these hacks, these cyber attacks, the ransomware attacks, are they becoming more prevalent or are we just seeing them get more coverage and the level hasn't changed? It's just people are paying more attention. So the answer is yes and yes. They are becoming more prevalent, among other things, because there are more bad guys out there and they're getting better at hacking and planting ransomware in organizations, companies, government agencies, even nonprofit organizations. And on top of that, some of those organizations being targeted are now critical to those of us who use them. Hospitals, healthcare systems, gas distribution and gas stations, meat producing and meat distribution companies. These companies, if they stop operating, have an impact on everybody's lives. And then on top of that, the media has realized that there is an interest in this particular type of incidents because the citizens are concerned and are reporting more on top of each one of the incidents. How much, I feel very powerless with these, because, well, first of all, how concerned should I be as an everyday person uh, just about these attacks and not even so much that they're going to affect, say, my information, but they're going to affect my life in that the train that I take will be shut down or the gas station I use will be shut down. And... What do I do as a as a person? Because I feel like I'm dependent on other people having their stuff together to prevent these. So you're absolutely right. And things are getting worse and they'll continue to get worse until they eventually get better. We look at the federal administration trying to do their best in order to uh, put an end to some of these attacks. We look at companies and organizations investing heavily in cybersecurity, and yet the bad guys are unrelentless. And what happens here is the following. We must expect in the next few uh, years that some of the critical services that we depend on are going to stop working. So as you pointed out, your trends may not work. So make sure you have alternate plans for your trains or your uh, airplanes not operating correctly. Now, hopefully without risk of life, but certainly with risk of disruption to our everyday lives. So give yourself extra time if you need to get to a wedding or you need to plan uh, to get to an important date for work because these disruptions are certainly possible in the near future. Uh, The other part that you can do as a citizen, of course, vote for representatives who tell you that they are concerned about cybersecurity and they're going to put money on the table and they're going to put muscle on the floor of their legislatures in order to pass laws and regulations that are going to make all of us more secure. I mean, we're obviously not dealing with one person, but it feels like when you read most of these stories, they eventually say it's believed that 
a person in Russia or Russia or a Russian group is behind it. Are we dealing with like a loose confederation? Is this coming from the top down? Is this individuals or is it all of the above? Well, once again, the answer you provided yourself, it is all of the above. There are a certain number of countries which governments are working very closely with some of the cyber criminals. Even though attribution is very, very difficult when it comes to cyber incidents, uh, we know that there are uh, governments like the one in North Korea, uh, Russia, the one in China, for example, Iran, those are notorious to participate in these activities with either people who report to them directly or people who loosely report to these governments or simply by ignoring the activities of these groups as long as they're not targeting their own systems. This has happened, for example, with some of the cyber guns from Russia. It is clear with the tools they use that if they detect the Russian language in a particular system, they will not activate that malware against the system. Overall, is this a case that the hackers are that good or are the defenses that bad? Is it a situation where we build a three-foot wall, they've got a four-foot ladder, and it just keeps escalating? Or have we just been too lax as a society and we are just desperately trying to play catch-up? So in this case, I'm going to say that it's mostly the latter. Even though the bad guys are very ingenious and they will use every trick in the book in order to overcome our defenses, the truth of the matter is that many of the systems that we put in place in organizations were put in place so that we could operate, not to be secure. And now we're trying to go back and make them secure. But all of these products and services and the way we implement them and the way we use them in the organizations are flawed. And in order to go back and redo all of this, we need a lot of things that we don't have. We need good knowledge about cyber practices, and regrettably, we still don't have a lot of good scientific knowledge about this. We need good people to do cybersecurity, and there are a shortage of several millions of qualified cybersecurity people in the world. And we also need all the companies that provide technology services and products to really get their act together and release products and services that are more secure than the ones that we're using now. Is Are we in the process of that stuff happening? Or is this a case where you mentioned earlier, you know, that within the next few years, they'll, something will happen? Do, is it going to take something catastrophic for us as a society to give this the overall level of attention it obviously needs? Regrettably, and this is just not wishful thinking, but it is the way I think it's going to happen is that until we see real serious cases affecting citizens and creating major economic disruption, most of the governments in this world, including the United States government, are going to talk much about it, but they're not going to do much about it. We've seen cases like the city of Baltimore crippled by ransomware, the police department in Washington, D.C., even in uh, Philadelphia, for example, in 2019, uh, Temple University Health System. And in 2020, for example, uh, we saw Universal Health System out of King of Prussia. All of these are major cases. The same way that Continental Pipeline disrupted gas distribution on the East Coast, and the same way that JBS uh, disrupted uh, meat 
distribution and consumption in the United States. Are these sufficiently enough serious cases? They are. But even those are not the most serious ones. In Ireland, for example, their health, their national health system was compromised by actors. So I think that we really are going to wait and see in many places with governments trying to figure out what can they do incrementally when this requires really a major mindset change in order to really address this situation. Give me some things that you would like to see done. Are there some really broad strokes that we could do almost across the board that would make a tangible, significant difference and just make it that much more difficult? Well, I really think that we need uh, two things. For organizations, we need both a carrot and a stick. The carrot is the idea that as consumers, we value companies that are more secure than others, protect the information, protect the privacy. You know, we go with banks, we go with hotel chains, we go with hospitals that have not suffered these ransomware incidents, or that they claim at least that they're investing in protecting their systems against these. But we also need to stick. We need regulators, whether they're state regulators, agencies, federal regulators who are saying, listen, these companies are not doing what they're supposed to do. We're going to protect the consumers. So we need absolutely both of them. Those are the kind of things that I'd like to see. Also, I really would like to see, we need an international solution to this. Many of the bad guys are not in Ohio or Pennsylvania. Many of the bad guys, as we mentioned, they're in Russia. Some of these countries have signed a cybercrime convention. Many of these countries have not signed this. So the U.S. needs to accept pressure on these countries, for example, Russia, saying you have to rein in your bad guys or else you need to let us take care of them for you. Either way, we need this solution because otherwise the guys could be anywhere in the world attacking U.S. consumers, U.S. systems or those of any other countries. U.S. investigators, you mentioned the colonial pipeline attack. They actually were able to go in and get the cryptocurrency that they had been paid in ransom and claw it back. How amazing is that? And is a move like that, could it be a bit of a game changer that we're not just going to sit passively by and let this happen? You know, you're absolutely right. They were able to recover a little bit more than half of the money, over $2 million or the $4.4 million that the company paid to the hackers using Bitcoin. And they did this just basically by following the Bitcoin transaction ledger, because those transactions are transparent. There could be anybody can follow those transactions. And then the money ended up in a wallet for which law enforcement already had credentials. So this suggests that they were already tracking this particular criminal gang, and they were able to use this new law enforcement agency in order to recover the money. This is good. Because we don't want the bad guys to get a reward every time they misbehave. And part of the problem, I'm going to be honest, organizations have to make the business decision as to whether or not to pay ransomware. And many of them pay ransomware because it's preferable to operate and continue to be in business than to suffer the major disruption. But every time a company pays ransomware, the company is helping the cyber criminals. It's uh, feeding this vicious circle by which the cyber criminals see themselves rewarded. They ask for more money. They target more organizations because they realize this is a good way for them to make a living and companies are going to pay. And this is such a serious problem, for example, that many of the insurance companies that may have offered some coverage to organizations for cyber insurance or ransomware or things like that, many of them are discontinuing this practice 
it's ha it happened, for example, to the Asian subsidiary of AXA. They announced that they would stop providing ransomware coverage, and then the company itself, the insurance company, was hit by ransomware, perhaps connected with this particular announcement. Are we, specifically the federal government, I think one of the things, as someone who knows very little about this and just reads the articles, we're constantly playing defense, it feels like. Is there a point where we should go on the offensive with these cyber, with the hackers' cyber attacks and and push back a little bit, say, hey, you know, we can do this too? I think so, because the approach where we're just waiting to see what happens is not working very well. So we know, for example, that some of the investigative police work is among the most effective when you already can map out all the uh, cyber gangs and the cyber criminals and you have credentials to their systems and you're closely monitoring them, then when they strike, you're very, very uh, ready to stop their attacks and also to uh, you know apprehend the bad guys and to put an end to their bad activities. So we certainly have to do this. One word of caution, however, as I mentioned, attribution is quite difficult. An attack sometimes could look like it was done by the Iranians, when in fact maybe it was the Russians who were hacking the Iranians who then were hacking the Americans. So if you uh, attack the Iranians here, sure, they were complacent in letting others hack them, but they were not the real culprits here. And yet, this is a time where we need rules of engagement and we need police and law enforcement to collaborate across borders and be able to take these uh, preemptive approaches of investigating the bad guys and keeping tabs on them. What is the thing, and I can only imagine with your job and the things you know and your understanding of this, but what is the thing that keeps you up most at night? The concern of something that very possibly, very likely could happen and could be incredibly destructive? So I'm going to tell you that first, I think about myself, uh, however selfish that may sound. And to me, what keeps me awake is that I look in the morning at my retirement accounts, my bank accounts, and I see them empty. And then I contact my financial institutions and they say, what, what do you mean? You approve a transfer of this money to Russia. Uh, we thought you were getting married in Russia and you sent all your money there. No, 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 no. This is not the case. And this is why I take the precaution not only of having good security around all of those accounts, but also to look at the statements periodically so that if anything is amiss, I can notify my financial institutions and be made whole by the financial institution. When it comes to the organization I work for, for Drexel University, well, certainly the biggest risk for all of us today is ransomware. That in spite of all our precautions, the best guys are able to get there and they disrupt the operations of the university. And why is that? Because you can always restore the information, but it's going to take quite some time to restore the information. And also it's going to be uh, bad for your reputation as we run top-notch cybersecurity education programs. And then on top of that, it will just, you know, prevent faculty, staff and students from doing the work that they're supposed to do. So that ransomware is among the chief concerns that I have at night. And I do everything I can with the cooperation of strong vendors and technology providers in order to minimize the possibility of this happening for us. I talked earlier what you could do as a citizen, and we've talked about all these things. But I also started to think after I asked that question, how much personal responsibility is there in the idea of pay attention what you're clicking on? 
in your email. Maybe take half a second before you fill out that that silly Facebook quiz that everybody seems to share and is obviously just looking for personal information. How much personal responsibility should everybody take to to take a second, think about what you're doing and why you're doing it and what it could lead to? Well, it's an excellent point. You, we have both a personal and a professional responsibility. The personal one is with our computers at home for personal things that we do, like, you know, posting on social networks, navigating the social networks and everything else. For that, you know, good precautions, as you pointed out. If something is too good to be true, it probably is. You know, nobody wants to uh, marry you out of nowhere if they haven't even met you, uh, whether it's a Nigerian oil prince or whether it's a beautiful Russian princess. These things do not happen. And if you don't exercise your critical thinking, you may fall victim to this. And you may expose others in your household or your uh, circle of friends to some of those threats. So that would be certainly a, a good one. Be well informed. Follow the advice from the Federal Trade Commission and follow the advice from the uh, civil society organizations that are trying to help you uh, stay safe online. Now, professionally, the stakes are even higher because if you're hacked at home, well, worst case scenario, you may lose, uh, for example, uh, your family pictures that you digitize. And that would be a tragedy because they have emotional value to you. But when you lose the information that is interested to you in your organization, you may be exposing the clients, you may be exposing the intellectual property of your company, you may even make your company liable for regulatory violations just because you click in the wrong message at work. And this is why all of us at work make you go, and I know people hate it, through online training periodically. And this is to remind people that there are out there people trying to do phishing messages, scams, ransomware, and it's up to everybody to protect our systems. And overall, we talked about, from a defensive standpoint, kind of playing catch up, have the... How much better have the tools the hackers use gotten? Because you mentioned, like the Nigerian prince thing. And I think everybody kind of has a chuckle about stuff like that, but it obviously still works to a certain point because it's still being thrown out there. Uh, have their tools improved that much or is it, are they kind of maybe different swings on the same game? I think that they have improved significantly their tools and their techniques so it used to be that phishing messages were very poorly written. Now it turns out that, uh, you know, uh, some of the phishing and scam messages are better written than some of the messages that I received from colleagues from sister institutions. So apparently during the pandemic, the bad guys learned how to write very well, how to craft very, very credible messages that would lead us to click on them and to provide the information, our credentials that we should not be providing. Now, an interesting thing that is happening with the tools also is the following. Many of the organizations have systems in place that would detect when the bad guys are using some of the bad tools in order to uh, penetrate our systems. It will trigger red flags and tell you, hey, somebody is scanning your systems with these particular tools. Watch out for that. But it turns out that the bad guys are using some of the good tools as well. The ones that we all use internally provided by Microsoft and some well-known companies in order to scan our systems. And those do not trigger a red flag because these are tools that a technology person could be using to assess the health of your own systems, or it could be uh, used by the bad guys in order to try to probe into those systems. And that's what uh, happened with solar winds, right? Wasn't that the that what made it so devastating? Was they were using things that were 
universally thought to be good tools? That is correct. They were able to corrupt the supply chain, how the updates for SolarWinds were done with uh, certainly, in this case, the resources of a nation state, and they were able to corrupt the solar wind software that many organizations use to monitor the systems and then be able to use that as a backdoor in order to gain access into all of those companies. So you're absolutely right about the solar winds. And this is precisely when you trust one of these tools and it's being used by the bad guys with a backdoor without your knowledge is when it exposes all of your systems and has resulted in a major major upgrade of systems that were using the solar winds tools. And my final question, overall, given the direction, given what we're seeing now, given the attention it's starting to get, are you optimistic, pessimistic that we're going to get where we need to go over the next several years? So I am optimistic. And the reason why I'm optimistic is because we have no choice. We will always live with crime. And it could be street crime, it could be petty crime, it could be violent crime, or in this case, cyber crime. This will always be there. And to some extent, it's a good thing for a person in my profession because my services will be needed, at least until I retire. But certainly, I think that, as I mentioned, the governments and the regulators are going to be more strict in the regulations. Second, the technology companies that are producing technology services and products that we all use are going to get their act together and do a better job. Third, all of us who use the internet and technology services are going to be smarter about it. The same way we're smart about the street crime and we don't uh, walk around in a bind neighborhood late at night flashing a very expensive piece of equipment. So when we combine all of these things together, I'm very optimistic that these technology services that are fundamental for economic growth, for work, for education, for entertainment, are going to be uh, secure enough that we can really take the benefit of their use uh, while curtailing most of the abuses uh, that the bad guys are trying to achieve. That's it for this episode of KYW News Radio in depth. You can listen to the podcast free anytime on the Odyssey app, and you can find it wherever you listen to your favorite shows. I'm Matt Leon, and we'll have another episode out soon. <laughs>